Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I had another episode planned for today, but I thought we would take this opportunity to talk about marketing ethics because there's not really a conversation happening on what ethical marketing looks like and why it's important when catering to influencers and content creators, um, public figures, celebrities, founders, anybody who's looking to build their influence or authority as a person online, whether or not you it's you as an individual or you are also using yourself to drive sales and whatever ROI to your company. There is something going on right now. Um, granted, in real time, it's happening specific to TikTok. I hope this case will blow up on a national scale because I think people beyond TikTok need to hear about what the fuck is going on and learn a thing or two. Um, but this is, and I never thought I would say this, but this is worse than Fire Festival. It really is. And Fire Festival turned into like a tangible event. It turned into a tangible scam. And this is happening through social media exclusively. And it's worse to me, to me personally. Um, because there's one thing of like exploiting somebody's financials and taking somebody's money and then not refunding it. And there's another thing of like using somebody's um, death and real victims of real crimes and families who are grieving and looking for closure and promising them such. And in reality, exploiting that in order to market your company. So, you know, there will be people that will disagree with that. But for me, that's worse. Um, so what am I referring to? Well, there's a creator on TikTok named Ken Walks. And I'm not sharing this to give him airtime and to like blow him up. I'm saying this as a case study in like ethical marketing and what, what unethical marketing looks like um, and what you can learn from that as anybody who is building authority or influence online, okay? So Ken Walks has over a million followers on TikTok, but he also has a pretty substantial following on Instagram and, and whatnot. Ken is a creator that covers a variety of different topics, mostly in the like tech and business space. Um, he was very well known for doing like deep dives into um, interesting companies and interesting founders. And he, I'm assuming, was doing that also because he is the co-founder and chief marketing officer of an app called Foresight. TLDR foresight is essentially, or I hope at this point, it, the, the term will be was, um, 
But at the time of this recording, Foresight is still very much real. Um, It's an app that it's like a location based travel app. It plans your trip for you. Let's say you're going to Florence. You uh, put in how many of you are going, um, what your budget is for the trip. And you can book activities and flights and all types of different, all the different things that you would need in order to make this trip happen. You could supposedly book this from this like one-stop shop hub called Foresight. Every single time it takes me like, I have to actually concentrate on saying Foresight because I want to say Foreskin every time. So if I do say Foreskin, um, it's just literally what I think of every single time I hear this name. Um, So... (laughs) Ken Walks is the co-founder and um, chief marketing officer or CMO for this app. Um, Now, there is also another participant. Well, they have like freelancers and stuff working for them. But the other main participant in the building of this app is CEO and co-founder Stephen Eddy. Um, If you follow Meredith Lynch on TikTok, you've probably seen her cover this before and call him a boy boss. Um, So... And these two are working very much together. Now, I understand making tech-related content as a tech co-founder, right? Nothing wrong there. Makes sense. It also trains your community to associate you as an authority in the tech world. So then when you release that you are building an app... it's like two plus two equals four. It makes a lot of sense for them. There's no confusion, right? All right. So I have been following Ken because I really enjoyed his kind of like case studies into all these different companies and all these very unique things that are going on in the tech world. All of a sudden, I noticed kind of a switch and Ken started talking about how he was walking in Chicago, which is his hometown, and Somebody had tried to like get him into into their car or like abduct him or something. And this all like catapulted really quickly because after a very short period of time, uh, it seemed like he had like fully cracked a, a case wide open and that there are tons of male disappearances happening in Chicago and then that snowballed into, oh my God, there's disappearances happening nationwide. I have to help. I am, you know, turning myself into Superman and I'm going to be helping these families find closure and investigate these crimes and like crack this wide open because it also happened to me. So now I'm personally and emotionally invested into this investigation. We've already heard, you know, people's like actual authorities, like investigative authorities perspectives on social media detectives and investigators. There have been many headlines on like why that can be a problem. Um, And it's I guess in some ways it's fine if you're doing it like as a hobby. It's still like real victims and real families. Right. Um, But. The part that it got really weird for me personally is there was a video made where he was talking about how, you know, this is really a lot, taking a lot of time. So, you know, I'm so sorry that I'm not doing this as fast as maybe you guys are expecting or that we all want because 
I'm doing this investigation, but I'm also, you know, running this business, uh, this app called Foresight, and which for which I'm the CMO with my with my fellow co-founder. And then I'm also an influencer doing brand deals and stuff. So sorry, you guys, I'm spread so thin. That gave me a gut feeling that I was like, hmm, I don't want to think this, right? But could this like investigation be part of a marketing strategy for this app? I don't know. I had this gut feeling. And because I just like don't really want to assume that somebody would do that, we do have previous examples of people doing fucked up things in order to market their business. Hi, Fire Festival. Hi, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes, right? Like many, 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 many others. So we have plenty of case studies that like people are capable of doing stuff like that. It's just like, I just, I don't know that I would ever first assume that somebody is using the exploitation of victims of of real crimes um, and ultimately their families to market a business. Like, I don't know how, like what, what is so urgent and what is so pressing and so burning that that is the marketing strategy that you need to use, you know, like, why is that the resort? So... That's where I got that kind of gut feeling. I kept following him because I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, mm, maybe I'm wrong. And then it started getting like really weird, really impossible, kind of. He's claiming he's cracked the case and caught two killers. Meanwhile, there are no headlines happening. We, mainstream media is not covering this, which is odd and unlikely, right? So now that's getting weird. And then I was like, okay, I think this is strange. Where I unfollowed was when I saw that he did a brand deal in relation to this case. So he worked with a company named Basecamp to build these like home bases, kind of like on Airtable or Notion to keep track of all the tasks that he has to do for each project. Incorporating a brand deal that has to do with an investigation uh, into like disappearances, kidnappings, and murders of real people. To me, that's weird. I don't think I would do that. Uh, That's teetering on unethical for me. But moreover, not only was he plugging that he was using this website or app to track the progress of the investigation he also was using it to track the progress and tasks of his app foresight so he started plugging foresight in there as well strange i was like okay yeah i think what i'm thinking is happening and i want to unfollow because i just don't want to consume this anymore so i unfollowed shortly after that i'm seeing creators meredith lynch justin burnett who is a I believe, former private investigator and a bunch of other people who are uh, investigative authorities or just like invested creators start talking about kind of the same thing where they're like, this is weird, right? Like we are all we are all aware that he's using these people's deaths basically as part of a marketing strategy. And then Meredith Lynch um, who's a, like I said, a creator on TikTok had revealed a post on the CEO's LinkedIn page where he was like really happily bragging about Ken's new content strategy. Ken's going viral with this new thing and new direction that they never named, but it is this investigation supposedly. 
um, that is bringing in so much traffic to Foresight and it's increasing downloads. And that's really amazing because we're looking for funding and we're actually on Startup Engine, which is owned by Shark Tank's Mr. Wonderful. So they're looking for funding and they need downloads. And Ken utilized innocent victims and real people's deaths and grieving families promising to help and promising to find answers as a marketing strategy for this app. If he was actually, like, if somebody actually tried to abduct him or kidnap him or put them in, in their car, I, I'm not sure if that's true. I feel like there's a lot that we don't know because, at this time because only Ken knows those things. Um, but uh, I've been following really closely and... He was putting things up on his Instagram story and close friends of looking for contacts at TikTok and crisis management contacts. So, um, yeah, everything that I was like sitting there silently predicting to happen is happening. And of course, the CEO is not going to take the fall for this. Like he's going to make Ken do it, which he's already messaging creators that are covering this um, in great detail to basically tell them that like, hey, Ken made a mistake. Ken made an oopsie. Nothing like our team made this oopsie. I, as the CEO, approved this marketing strategy. You know, um, it was like, oh, it's Ken. It's Ken's fault. So I made a public prediction on TikTok basically being like, okay, well, Ken has apologized, question mark. It was a really shoddy apology. He wore a suit. There were like stuffed animals to his left in the frame. Um, it was all very strategic, very calculated, Thinking again that people are too dumb to notice. No, we're already involved. We're already tracking breadcrumbs. Either people are doing it publicly or, or some of us are doing it behind the scenes. Um, so Ken has displayed his attempt at an apology. Um, but my prediction was that, yeah, like Stephen is not going to be taking the fall for this. That Ken is going to be taking the fall for this. And this will be the downfall of Ken's influence. And... Influencers get canceled for a lot of different things, you know, their views on stuff, whether it's political or social views, um, misleading or false advertising, whatever, like, and, and they will, they tend to like bounce back after that. There's like a notes apology. There's a public apology. There's, oh my God, I didn't mean to do that. Or I was a different person all those years ago, right? We've all heard that. I don't know how somebody can come out of this, okay? Because even Billy McFarlane from Fire Festival, he has tried to come out from under the shadows and is like, by the way, I'm building Fire Festival 2.0 and it's going to be in the metaverse, okay? Like, Billy McFarlane was able to come out because I think, because like while what he did was super fucked and yes, people don't trust him and he's not a credible authority on building a business ethically, um, he wasn't using like people's murders to market his company. So that's why I'm thinking that this situation is like way, 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 way worse than Fire Festival, despite the fact that Fire Festival was a tangible event that like took people's money and promised them something that they never delivered. Um, this was just like 
taking advantage of people's real, like real victims and, and real families. And then also assuming that the community that you're catering this information to is going to be so dumb that they're never going to find out. Meanwhile, you're very obviously leaving breadcrumbs on the internet. It's like you, it's like you want them to find that information. So it's, it's really, really, really strange. I will give it to Ken that he is a very talented marketer because he totally fooled a lot of people for a long time. However, I do think this is somebody who deserves to be canceled permanently and not be given a chance to have an influential platform because you can't be in this for so long and say like, oh, you know, I made a mistake. I like blurred two parts of my life together and I shouldn't have done that. No, you... You knew what you were doing. It's obvious. The CEO is also a very questionable figure here because it's like you're in cahoots with somebody like that. And as the CEO, it's your final say whether or not this type of marketing strategy is implemented. Um, But there's just a lot of very blurred lines here in terms of you have somebody who is an influencer on their own, but they're also representing a company And they're representing themselves as a marketing professional. And it just, I have no words because it just blows my mind that somebody would make the active choice to market their company like that. How badly do you need investors that you're leaning on murder and victims and the exploitation of people's lives and deaths to market your company enough to gain X amount of downloads to gain funding? Like, how badly do you need this? That this is the this is the plan that you choose for that. Um, yeah, it, this is something I think that needs to make national news, frankly, and be on blogs and be on TV. And I know that that gives like Ken press, but we need for people to see that like this is not going to be tolerated. We're not going to give him a slap on the wrist and just move on. Like, we're not going to tolerate this behavior. Um, So anyways, I wanted to do this episode because I I don't know how many of you are familiar with what's going on. And also um, because I personally don't stand for unethical marketing. Um, It's disgusting. It's unnecessary. You know, um, Yes, maybe you might get to something faster, but you also might get to your downfall faster. So hopefully this was insightful and helpful. If anybody has um, connections to reporters or journalists or you're listening to this, highly recommend um, covering this uh, case. I also recommend reaching out to Justin Burnett and Meredith Lynch, who had really started uncovering the unethical nature of what's going on with Ken and his company, Foresight. Um, And I'm kind of curious, like, if the families are able to sue for the emotional damages that he and his company have brought to them. So open. I'm open as always to have a discussion about these things and DM me if you have thoughts or, you know, let's keep this conversation going and see if we can blow this conversation up because it is a necessary discussion. And I think more influencers and creators and, you know, people of influence need to be exposed 
to information like this and to other people's mistakes when it comes to marketing and, and the ethics around it so that you don't make the same mistake. Although I highly imagine that, you know, thousands of people are going to use somebody else's lives um, to market their own companies, but you never know. So hopefully this episode was helpful. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking this show to 16 thousand plus streams in just a short period of time. I am forever grateful. Our next goal for Kindly Gifted is to dominate these motherfucking charts. And for that, I need your help. If you could do me a quick favor and click follow or subscribe on the platform that you're listening on and drop a quick rating of what you think of the show, that would greatly help us climb the charts because transparently speaking, that's the only way that we can do it. I need you to click follow, click subscribe, and again, drop a quick rating of what you think of the show, and let's get us to number one. Thank you again so much, and tune into the episode. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.